Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and that's what you've decided to tune into, and we're really glad you're here with a show that's uh, freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for being with us. We have a terrific show for you here. We have the Doug and Dave Intel Report, and uh, people are saying, man, Dave, that's so cool. Why didn't you do this sooner? Because Doug had to be wrecker. That's why. We had to be careful. <laughs> but now the mask is off. Okay, my gosh, I'm being buzzed by F-35s. How about that? I'm looking out the window here, and I'm and, and usually here in the radio studio, I don't hear this. They're right over the house. Oh my goodness! Wow, I hope I don't get sick too. And I think Doug knows exactly who I'm referring to and what I'm referring to. Anyway, um, they just veered off here. That was interesting. Yeah, out in the TV studio, yeah, if the F-35s are out to bat, I'll hear them. But here in the radio studio, it's the first time I've ever heard them like this. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I digress. We have, uh, speaking of the devil, we have Doug Thornton with us, since I was just mentioning him. Former DHS, and uh, we're going to be having um, Doug, uh, he's going to be promoing here, not too far in the future, I think. Um, he's going to be joining the airwaves. Uh, kind of a Dan Bongino thing, and uh, I got to be honest with you, I like Dan Bongino. I think he's a good guy, but uh, if I had a choice to listen to the two, I listen to Doug. And you're going to really benefit from when he comes out and has his show, and we'll be announcing it here. And we'll also carry a lot of his episodes up on the CommonSenseShow.com because uh, his word needs to be heard former federal insider that's telling you how things are really going down and they're not going down well doug welcome to the show my friend um can't wait to get see you get started and uh those of you who've watched our tv broadcasts have seen the beginnings of his studio pretty cool pretty cool stuff anyway we have uh, a lot to get through and we did a pre-air conversation here and so I'm just going to ask you, Doug, where do you want to start in this menu of horrible stuff we're dealing with here? You want to start with a hypersonic? Well, hey, good afternoon. Yeah, I would uh, I'd love to talk about how our intelligence community doesn't know anything. Uh, <laughs> we're laughing, right? That's tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the good yeah. old oxymoron government intelligence. Yes. Uh, so recently it just came out uh, sometime back in August. China's PLA army let loose upon the world a how would we say this a hypersonic missile or multiple reentry vehicle uh spacecraft as they want to claim it uh for the betterment of mankind they launched it it went around the world and they're saying that the, it'll help out with space travel now we all know that that's complete horse crap we all know that the communist Chinese do not have the world's best interests in mind, let alone their own people. So why lie to us? Well, I mean, what else can you expect from China? And whenever we have our own government agencies that are now telling us, well, we just saw this. We just got wind of this. Come on, man. I'm not stupid. I've worked for the government for 16 years. I know just how in touch we are with certain things. Mm -hmm. And we knew that this has happened. We knew when North Korea was moving any type of nuclear elements. So, you know, our satellites are the most advanced things that any country's ever put out. We know what's going on anywhere at any time that we wish to view. So for them to blatantly lie to us, uh, 
leads me down a couple parallels, but I'll, I'll, we'll get into that later. But you got to understand when General Milley already told the Chinese communists that if we ever attacked, we would give you a heads up. Yeah. Well, if they ever launched a nuclear capable around the world missile that may or may not be able to outmaneuver our anti-missile weapons, would he still give us that warning? You know, that's that's a hell of a question to ask. For me as a veteran, it's a hell of a thing to to even consider that my own military would not put America's best interest in front of their own political prowess, but we don't live in that world anymore. You know, the Iraq-Afghan campaign is done with, it's gone. The waving the flag and loving your patriots and welcoming home everybody is done with. We are moving on to bigger and worse things. That's what this government is doing now. You, they have milked the patriotism out of the country. Now they have to turn up the turmoil. And how are they going to do it, Dave? They're going to start by scaring the hell out of people again. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. That was a Cold War strategy we learned after the, the collapse of the Soviet Union that we greatly exaggerated their nuclear threat so we could justify building more and more nuclear armaments so the multi, well, should we say the military industrial complex could realize more profits? Is that where you're going with that comment? Yeah, I mean, that's one way you can take it. You know, the military industrial complex is obviously what runs the world, but there has always been a need for American exceptionalism, American prowess. And what I say, even though some people agree and they don't, but that's fine, uh, American imperialism. Uh, America has turned itself into an empire. And we are quickly finding out that our evil is coming from within our own ranks. And obviously the media is going to lie to us no matter what. But when our own government shuns the fact that there was this intelligence that needs to be taken care of respectively, and then they come out with like a oopsie-daisy, we just figured this out, it really puts back into my mind how we're all being played as Americans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the, the media. Oh, this is terrible. We're, we're so much at a disadvantage now. Fear, fear, fear. Hide under your bed. Oh, that won't do any good either. Spend more money. That'll do good. That's how I see this nonsense playing out. Look, the, the United States Marine Corps alone could stop the hell out of the Chinese army, all, you know, 50 million of them, and there's nothing they could do anything about it. They are not so viable of a military as they wish to be. That's why they have to have propaganda movies about themselves. And it's it's sowing a fake trust and belief in their own people, in their own military power, so that when the day comes, they can recruit every single man and woman who will hold a weapon. Because inevitably, if they try to go that route, America and whatever remaining allies we have left would gladly stomp that ass all around the world, and there's nothing they could do about it. They may have a, a foothold in some islands. They may have a foothold in Africa, the most dangerous place that China has a foothold in is in America. That is where the war began between us and China. That is where the war is going to continue to progress, and it's obviously coming out more and more in the media. We have a president 
that China elected. And if you don't believe me, there's a video of Chinese top officials saying, look, we got our man elected. Mm-hmm. I know. So, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We, we already have the bad actors within our own government and not every single government employee. Uh, most government employees are proud, patriotic people or just people trying to get a paycheck. It's the people who run this country that worry me. And I'm not scared of them. I'm worried because I love my country and I love the American citizens. And I want nothing more than our greatest uh, protection that we can give them. And as a veteran, I still hold to that oath of giving that ability for the protection. Uh, duty, <laughs> duty really only dies in death, and that's it. So as long as we have the ability to protect people, we should be. If the American military is going to protect us, they need to come out and protect us and not choose party lines. If the mainstream media is going to help protect us and spread factual evidence and truths that are happening, then they need to stop spouting all the lies on political parties. That's from the right and the left. I don't like either. And as long as that's not going to happen, David comes down to guys like me and you. We have to at least tell the truth. If no one else is going to, if no one else is going to be the watchman on the walls, then it's going to be the independent uh, journalist. It's going to be the independent uh, podcasters like myself and like you. It's going to be guys like us and gals, a lot of women doing this as well, who are going to start telling the truth to the point that the government is going to see it and they're going to be afraid of it. And that's exactly the way China has tried to brainwash America. Any type of truth that comes out has to be demonized, demonetized, and then it has to be deplatformed. And that's what we're facing. You know, could this missile, should this missile be taken seriously? Yes, of course it should. Anything that's fired uh, from any type of uh, nuclear silo should be taken seriously. But where was our response? If Russia had done this, we would be responding. If Iran even dared to flick a switch, we're talking about dropping nukes on them. But China does it, and everyone's just like, eh, it's just China. That is the worst thing to think. China can overtake this country in one week if they wanted to by DDoS attacks. That's direct denial of service attacks against our power grid. And then with their own cells within this country and within our own political parties, they can start taking down territories of this country. And there's really not much we can do about it except for to react and respond, which is the greatest thing that I've always been a part of, the good old government operation knee-jerk reaction and as soon as all that starts happening everything collapses you know we're not even talking about covid we're not even talking about uh the next election we're talking about something that if china wished to do that they could start now and we could only react hmm. that's really uh that's really well thought out what you just said there i could not agree with you more um but I talk to a lot of people, they think that China can't project military power on a global scale, but they can project global chaos that would ultimately cause our demise. And I think this explains why they've bought off most of our politicians. They control our election system. They control entertainment. Uh, you can't say anything bad about China on big tech or in the media. 
Um, do, do you think that's their strategy? They've adopted the old Soviet strategy of uh, con conquering America from within? Yeah, and it's working. And I think they took that to a whole nother leaps and bounds. You know, the USSR didn't produce all of our silicone chips or all of our microchips. The USSR didn't produce 90, what, 2% of all of our medicines. China does. You know, the USSR didn't buy all of America's debt. China did. So when you look at it, China bought its way into conquering America. Now, what's left and what's up to the remaining establishment that's in the political parties right now is to continue with their oaths to China, to continue doing what they swore to China that they would do in hopes, I'm guessing, that they would be left alone or that they would live as a lord on a manor somewhere. Uh, otherwise, how could you have done this? How could it have worked? And how could you have convinced America? You know, the communist move in chess pieces that take several years to decades to fully play out. So we're looking at something that's been happening since the 60s. And it's been just ever so here and there. Here's a move 10 years later. There's a move. And every time we see that move finish, we see some, some type of new revolution in America. Every time we see that move begin again, we see the ants of another type of revolutionary move in America. And the color of revolution, all that other theoretical crap that we've came up with to excuse communism, uh, is happening. It's playing out. And our politicians are definitely in bed with them. Not all of them. Not all of them. But enough of them. To make it worth their while, they will betray their sworn oaths, their blood oath to this country for their own bank account. Mm -hmm. They'll, they will betray this country no matter what. Well, I call uh, Millie Benedict Millie for the obvious reason. I mean, who the hell would say, I, mean, I can't believe he admitted it. It's one thing to do it, Doug. It's another thing for Millie to say, yeah, I, I told the Chinese I would warn them if we were going to attack. Well, just think about it. If if I put myself back into my old Marine Corps uniform and, uh, you know, I happen to have done the same thing that General Milley did, what would be the reprisal upon myself? I would probably get UCMJ'd. I'd probably be put into Leavenworth and I'd never be heard of again because I would be a traitor and it would be correct. Now, just because he's a general, just because he's the one of the most powerful generals that we have, does that mean that he gets an excuse to do this? I would like to know, when does the independent investigations, uh, FBI or Mr. Biden, happen on General Milley? When do we get to find out what type of economic ties he has to China? He's obviously getting some sort of a kickback. Otherwise, why the hell would you betray your own country? It doesn't make sense. So the enemies within are real. It's not conjecture. It's not theoretical. It's not a movie script. This is actually happening. You're seeing it in real time what the CIA takes years to play out. You're seeing in real time what we war game about happening this very year with this president and with his staff. And it's all coming out. <clears throat> wow. 
I, I just I, I'm just blown away <clears throat> by the obvious display, public display of treason. Um, let me put it this way, and, and I'm kind of groping for the words here, Doug, and, and here's why. I'm used to being around military that's fiercely loyal to the United States, and for me to see this is just, and it's undeniable, but for me to see it's almost unbelievable. My cognitive dissonance wants to kick in. But here's the deal with Milley. His words and Mackenzie's words and their betrayal of the troops in, uh, at the airport at Cowell, uh, it shows you there's a culture in this administration that permeates the whole administration, that treason to the U.S. is okay and it's okay to put China ahead of America. Do you, do you agree with that? Hello, Doug? Doug, you're muted. Anyway, can you hear me? There, I can hear you. Okay. All right. Did I'm you sorry. hear? Did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to our beautiful jets flying over. <clears throat> you know, I I recently spoke to an F-35 uh, engineer who helped bring that entire platform into existence. He was recently fired because he wouldn't take the COVID shot. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing about General Milley. You you called him Benedict Arnold. In order to be a Benedict Arnold, for one, he should have been a, a better general. Two, he should have been on the battlefield fighting with his men. Three, he should have been very well-liked and charismatic. He's a pompous-ass, fat old man who has a edge to grind against somebody. And if he's already fallen in the line with the Democrats, then he has a, an axe to grind with America. Because obviously they don't like anything American anymore. And General Milley is one man. He's one general. Okay? That man can be replaced. At any moment of time, that man can be replaced with any other top-ranking Flagstaff officer. And if they want some sort of a split within our military, if they want some sort of a civil war within this country, he should know damn well that he is choosing a side that paints him as a traitor, Dave. Mm -hmm. And he knows it. And he knows for a fact everything that he's done is treasonous, penalty to death, if it was really taken that far. But he must be comfortable enough to have done it. So if that man is comfortable enough to have done it, <clears throat> done, then there are so many more things we need to really start looking at. Yeah, the, the, what I said, the culture of this administration is reflected in Millie's overt attitude of treason. Well, it, it doesn't stop there, obviously. You know, Millie is just one man, and we're going to find out more. I believe through the providence of God, through the prayers of Christians, that as long as you're down on your knees and you're praying for discernment, and you're praying for every uh, evil thing to be exposed in this government— more is going to be exposed. God will expose more. And we will learn so much more that will end up turning a lot of people away from the government, a lot of people away from both political parties. And uh, Americans' eyes will be woken, or America will be woken up even more. The scales pulled off the eyes. And then, once that revelation has happened, 
they have to move fast. See, we are on the precipice of a global revolution against tyrannical governments. They cannot allow that to happen. So, do they does China launch one missile that can circle right over us? Sure, that's that's a threat. It went, I believe, uh, north and not south, which is very interesting. Uh, but we should pay more attention to why we haven't seen a reprisal from our military. And we should be asking those questions. And there's no reason why whenever the White House, the White House briefing every morning with uh, Chen Saki, one of the most ridiculous White House press secretaries ever, why those questions aren't coming out more vehemently, uh, why there's not more rhetoric being spoken about it, also tells you who was paid off on that. Yeah, well, corporate media is complicit, there's no question. But <clears throat> um, do you think, this is really kind of a rhetorical question, but then I want you to elaborate on it. Do you think that the colonels and majors and captains and platoon sergeants, do you think that they understand what's really happening here with the treason? Yeah, I think many of them do. And I think it's also being showed by how many of them are refusing to take the vaccines. And I do mean vaccines. Uh, I think that is one spot of rebellion that has given me a little bit of hope within our military. Uh, see, you've never had a more intelligent or well-read group of military members like you do now because of the means of social media, because of the internet, because of how many different various platforms that are out there pushing out what we call intelligence, what you know other people call news, and our, 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 our soldiers, our Marines, our airmen, and our sailors are becoming more well-known to the world outside of their normal day-to-day -day duty. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, everything that I knew was what I had planned for the day, the training I'd done for the day, what I was doing with my boys, and then, you know, what we did for that night. And it, it was exclusively that because we were in a war in Iraq, and that's all we cared about. Well, now that none of that's going on, people are more interested in the news now than ever. And I'll tell you one thing that's really hurting them. The illegal election from last year really hurt the Democrats. It really hurt the elite because so much was exposed. And January 6th didn't help. What Millie just did didn't help. The vaccines aren't helping. So they're, they're in, a, in a way, we should be thanking them, Dave, because they are lifting the veil from so many people's eyes. And they're exposing so many people that will go along with tyranny that when that dividing line becomes a real thing, this country, this country better be, better be prepared. I, I don't like to think about it, but it's going to be really bad. No, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think the violence card's inevitable from either side, depending on who's losing. But the question I would have, though, could it be that they're so brazen about what they're doing, they feel they've already won? I don't think they've won yet. I don't think they feel they've won yet. Otherwise, they wouldn't be pushing the agendas like they have been. I think they're they're still feeling out how many Americans <clears> are <throat> stupid enough to go along with them and how many Americans are willing to just keep their head down. And I think probably by 2022, we'll start seeing 
the real dastardly deeds. Uh, that'll be, you know, the the second term or the uh, the second year of Biden, if you know he's still there doing it, and they haven't put him in the funny house yet. Uh, and they'll grow more aggressive. See, the first year is always about policies and regulations and, and answering media questions. The second and third year is where they get a lot of the work done. The fourth year is the sprint to the final part of the race to get as much passed as possible. So we're going to see a huge buildup come next year. And then 2023, 2024 will be the year when everybody's going to go, holy crap, I can't believe we just went through this. Hmm. Yeah, I'm untangling what you're saying here. And very thought provoking, by the way, very, because I'm looking at this from an angle now that I hadn't previously but I do think there's a brazenness about them if they don't think they've already won. And I think you're right. They're still pursuing agenda. I would agree with that comment. But I think they believe victory's in sight. They're ahead by three touchdowns and it's the middle of the third quarter or late third quarter. Um, and here's the other thing too. You have the 80 million people who voted for Trump. And there's another way to look at this too with sheer numbers. If you get 70% of the country vaccinated, fully vaccinated, by hook or crook, you, you won't work or you won't eat, blah, blah, blah. I think 70% would be a good reach for them. They'll lie about the number, but I think if they reach 70% real numbers with vaccinations, they still have 30% of the country to deal with. And interestingly enough, the 80 million, probably closer to 100 million of Trump supporters represents about a third of the country as well, too. Um, do you see, I think you know where I'm going with this. Do you see then in the second and third year genocide against one third of the country, the non-compliant part? Uh, I don't see that happening yet. There's still a lot of things that are rumors, speculation and policies that I remember hearing about that have not come to surface yet. Uh, I think the government is going to pass a government wallet. I think they will eventually try to do away with all the banking systems and make it into a centralized system that is ran by the government, and therefore you have to abide by the government. And once they can capture that, that is a key part of this war. They have to capture the financial stability of the country so that whenever they crash it, your only recourse of funding yourself or purchase any any type of purchase power at all will come from the government you know i i wouldn't i would not be surprised to see them outlaw cash i wouldn't be surprised to see them outlaw or do away with all type of coin or then come after silver and gold and we've seen the government do this before we've seen other governments do this before uh you have to capture in order to defeat the the army that is the patriots you have to capture as many of these goals as possible before you really implement the dastardly deed because you have such a fighting force, such an element of a fighting force of brave Americans who are willing to stand up to tyranny that they know for a fact they couldn't go out to eat and be safe. So they have to be able to ostracize us for one, demonize us, deplatform us, and demonetize us. They have to be able to take our money away from us. They have to make a huge food shortage. You know, uh, 
just imagine a shortage in aluminum cans, what that could do to this nation. It's something we don't think about, but where do we get our aluminum cans from? There's an analysis I wrote uh, a couple days ago, and I talked about the shortages that are coming. I left aluminum on the cutting room floor because the article was just too long. And I thought, you know, things like food were a little more important, water, power grid. Um, but interesting, you mentioned aluminum. That's one of the shortages that's coming. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, the cost in aluminum is going up. You know, not enough to break you, but it's going up. And we have to consider that if you were going to be smart about this, if you were going to strategize the takedown of America, would you want to just pull the plug and watch the chaos happen and hope to survive it and hope that China and all your other allies make good on their word? Or would you want to tear down every establishment and every pillar of American independence to the point that they have to be dependent? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. So, um, and interesting, when we talk about strategy, too, about um, what the Chinese are after, they're really taking the Sun Tzu strategy, not really directly with a conflict, but to defeat you long range. Like, I've been interviewing Susan Bradford, and I told you this before we went on air. We went back to 1968 that started sowing the seeds of Chinese taking over America. We just laid the groundwork in 68 and it moved forward progressively. And now we wake up and they control so much. But that's the Sun Tzu. The best, the best battles are won with those without firing a shot. And eventually you got to fire a shot to win a war. But they positioned themselves decently. In your opinion, in the South China Sea, if conflict breaks out, who wins? Hmm. Well... Winning is a matter of holding territory. It's not really a matter of battles. Uh, we can win as many battles as we want, but if we don't gain territory, we're just fighting and losing men. Yeah, Vietnam. Uh, yeah, it, it comes down to how much territory can we regain and can we hold uh, so it ends up really becoming almost like a siege war at that point as we as both parties, are attacking and holding. Uh, so I don't know how the military would plan it out. You know, I'm not not going to say I'm a, a supreme military strategist, but we would see elements of World War II pop up again. We would see island hopping warfare, which the Marine Corps for a matter of years now has been reinvesting uh, materials and techniques back into. So we'll obviously see that conflict. Uh, but we we fail to see really what a strong naval war with today's current navy would look like so and you know this, once again something we talked about previously you have to throw in the submarine element would the submarine element be used in a naval warfare of the US versus China and its allies by the way I would have to say, as a matter of fact, yes. But you would also have to consider that any type of major attack that's happening, that we're in major conflict with, both sides of the party are going to try and outmaneuver each other, outflank each other, and then hit other targets that we're not watching or that we have strayed security away from. 
Yes. So we had we had to consider what is a valuable target, what is a valuable territory uh, that China wants. Would they want Guam? I would say yeah. They would they would need Guam. They would need to take down a submarine arsenal. That's Diego there. Garcia in the Philippines too. Yeah. Yeah. They they would have to capture yeah. the Caribbean because you have to cut us off from both uh, Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. So if you're going to to box us in and l- allow the fleets to be targeted with missile strikes, uh, which is the hardest to defend against, to be targeted with submarine battles, uh, you know, air to surface or air to water platforms that'll be used in that in that type of a conflict, we have the upper hand. As far as we know, we have the better technology. As far as as far as we boast, uh, we obviously have. The more superior planes, I would say. We have the obviously the more superior pilots. We have the most superior pilots on Earth, and unless we say, unless we COVID them out of the military, exactly. Unless we start tearing down the pillars that make America great. There you go. Now, what's happening with this whole vaccine thing? You have to consider that if, and you know, I'll, I'll just speak briefly on the Marine Corps. If my Marines are not getting the vaccine and then they're going to be forced out, well, every Marine that you just took out of the conflict is a game changer. Because in history, we've seen from the United States Army to the United States Marine Corps, in a lot of these type of island conflicts, every single man that is taken off that fight helps the enemy. So... It doesn't always have to be from a casualty of war. You could have just dishonorably discharged them, and then you know now that guy is doing whatever he, gal, guy or gal is doing whatever they want, and uh, they're not in the fight anymore. So that is hurting us tremendously. Every person, every warfighter, every uh, special operations unit that we hurt through this stupid COVID vaccine is only hurting our military prowess, and our military leaders know that. Our political leaders know that, and the rest of the world knows that. Uh, they're never going to project to you the honesty of where we're at militarily. Well, they can't. Look what happened with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, right now, if you even dare to speak out against your own military leaders, you're going to the brig. Yeah. You know, that's or Leavenworth that just, or Leavenworth. Yeah, and the man was released, right? But he'll probably still be tried and have all different kinds he of. He only got released because we kicked ass as a public. I got to give Fox News credit, and I got to tell you, I used the resources of my channel, TV, radio, podcasts. I gave them numbers to call, and and I'm not alone. I'm one of many, 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 many that did this. He is going to be a free man because of what the public did. That's the only reason they wanted to put him in a deep dark hole. Yeah, that's that's got to that's got to truly show you intent uh, to have a great battalion commander who's willing to stand up for his country and stand up for his Marines is a weapon that has to be wielded. Uh, those are men that we need on the battlefield. Those yeah, okay. are the battle geniuses that we need in conflicts. Uh, and there are others that threat for this. Don't think if you're not listening if you're a Marine right now, if you're in the armed forces at all, and you're actively involved in any type of infantry-based platform, don't think that what we're saying right now cannot affect you. 
it is affecting you. And I, my heart goes out to all you guys because I've been there, uh, I've yeah. done it, and I understand the pains of war, but we have to consider that as a nation, do you take the shot, roll the dice, take the risk, and do what your higher-ups say, or do you respectively decline, uh, keep to your morals and your oaths, and you get out, and we'll find something good for you to do? Uh, you know, I've, I've said this before. The government is not the end-all, be-all of careers. The military is not the end-all, be-all of careers. We do need people in these career fields, but it's not the end-all, be-all, especially for right now. Uh, but still, at the end of the day, could you imagine? And let's just let's just go down a fantastical road. Could you imagine Red Dawn actually happening and them trying to take over America militarily right now? with the amount of people that have woken up to communism. It would be the biggest military catastrophe in the history. And they know that. So they have to continue to kill us by the death of a thousand cuts, uh, as Sun Tzu would use, a lot of deception in war. Right. There's a tremendous amount of deception in war. And you know we still are going through the fog of war, which is COVID. And as long as those things are still being pushed out, we're going to keep dealing with this until America realizes all the stuff that they tried worrying us about was nonsense. Yeah, I want you to hold that thought here. We're way over two for a break. We're going to consolidate. We seem to be doing a lot of that lately, which speaks to the quality of our guests, ladies and gentlemen. But we do have contractual obligations. And I want to say this, too. Um, you're going to hear about three products here in just a second. I use all three. I have all three. And, and I believe in what I'm doing here. I turn down 90% of all advertising that comes our way. And it's not because they're not good products or good people behind them or integrity. It's just that I want to choose things that I think our audience might need. I hope you don't need any of them. But the way the country's going, the way the world's going, I think you're probably going to need all of them. So let's get into this. One is the storable food. <clears throat> I'm sorry to, that our competition is having trouble. I don't wish ill on anybody. And the food supply game is a big game. I don't think I'm threatened by someone else's food supply company. Bob Griswold works with a group. I work with a different group. We're really good friends. That doesn't affect our relationship because it's a big ocean. And unfortunately, a lot of the food suppliers are going out of business or they've suspended operations. We're still going strong. And uh, this is really going to push our people to really meet demand, but we can do it. And you need to meet demand. Listen to me, folks. Every day there's a new story that I cover on my podcast. Every day about new threats to the food supply. Every day, multiple. And there's no ending. I, I'm going to sit down and catalog this one day. Maybe I'll do an ebook if we haven't totally collapsed. But I'd say we're probably up to about 40 threats to the food supply that I'm aware of. You need to get your storable food now. This government won't take care of you. I mean, after all, didn't they leave a thousand American citizens behind enemy lines in Afghanistan? You think they're going to take care of your family's food needs? Think again. So we can help you with this. We can help you with a great special that you'll see when you go to the website. We can do it with 25-year shelf life. The food is tasty. It's not organic. We're not pretending it's organic. It's survival food. But you can live on this food. And it will get you through the tough times and you won't go, oh, I got to eat this crap again. That You won't have that reaction. I know because I've tried it. Uh, please, please take this into your own hands now. Take care of your family, especially the prices are great right now. And you got to do this before hyperinflation hits. And we were in a restaurant last night and the prices had gone up in this restaurant 20 and 25%. 
we're not far away from hyperinflation. So there's a real urgency to you getting your preps. Go to preparewithdave.com for the food. Preparewithdave.com. Secondly, I uh, plan on coming through this period of time. I plan on surviving. I plan on being economically viable. And I've taken steps to see that'll happen. I don't have a lot of bank, money in the bank. I don't want a lot of money in the bank. You shouldn't either. You need to diversify, diversify, diversify. But choosing the right people to do it is really the key. Most people lack the expertise. I advertised for Noble Gold for two years before I became a customer. Why did I become a customer? Because I saw what great work they were doing. I saw it through my audience and the feedback I was getting. And I thought, I need some of this too. Well, I'm going back um, probably next week. I got to get through Paul Martin's funeral. But uh, I'm doing number four. Number four in the revision. Noble Gold is great. If you have assets to protect, they will teach you how to protect them with what's coming. None of us are going to get through this unscathed. I'm not going to lie to you. But you can come through it a lot better than you would otherwise and a lot better than your competition and wealth is relative. And if you get through with most of your assets and your friends and people around you don't, you're the wealthy guy on the block. Take care of yourself. Give them a call. They'll talk to you for free. They'll give you free literature. They will not push you. They're trained not to be pushy. 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. And then finally... Um, you know I've become heavily vested in the idea of sat phones. Um, there, there is CB and there's shortwave. Yes, yes. You can take down repeaters. That still won't stop them. I agree with that. You bounce the signal off the ionosphere. But uh, the sat phones, almost impossible to mess with right now. I'm not saying they're totally impenetrable, but uh, let's put it this way. You're going to have a lot better chance maintaining communications with a sat phone than you are just about anything else. And you say, well, it's expensive. That's the first comment I get. And I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone as I do for my cell phone. So, no, it's not expensive. I don't use it to chit-chat. If I did, well, then it would become expensive. But it's for emergency use only, and that's how we use it here. And uh, if you're in an isolated area, it's great. If uh, they take down our communications because America's rising up against this tyranny, it's great. And I also have a messaging service. People like Steve Quayle, Mike Adams, myself are issuing daily alerts of things we think people need to know about. And this will become really valuable if they take the communication system down. It's called the Galileo system. It's a critical messaging system that goes directly to your sat phone. And you can stay in touch with news from people around this industry, hopefully that you trust. And it's called the Galileo system. It's part of this. It's a tremendous add-on benefit to the sat phone. How do you get a hold of them? How do you find out more? Well, you give them a call, 855 980 and I listen folks I put my money where my mouth is I'm a participant in all three of these products we're talking with Doug Thornton former DHS agent and uh, we're really really analyzing China uh, both domestically um, and foreign threat and also their penetration into our military um, how much penetration, Doug, do you think they have into our military-industrial complex? Uh, it depends. Uh, you know, we we can't really consider the armaments and missiles. It's all from America, but textiles. Just consider textiles. Where do we get most of our, our needle and thread from? You know, where do we get most of our clothing from? Right. How, you know, where where do we get most of our plastics from? Uh, those little things are what China does control a, a large amount of, and I could only guess that we surplus a lot of that uh, material from them. 
So if they were to not give it to us, that would greatly hurt us within uh, a matter of years. You know, it's a uh, obviously within our own chain of command that is in the District of Columbia in the Pentagon. There's obviously some deep-seated roots there. Uh, but I don't think it's within every squad or team or platoon or company or battalion or regiment or division. Uh, but there are those out there who do uh, sympathize with communism, and they are in our officers. And that is something that we should uh, we should take a good look at, and that is something that should have been investigated a long time ago. And... Um, I don't know when it'll affect us, but I can promise you it will whenever we get into a conflict. We'll know who is on what side. Hmm. Well, I think you're, um, to me, I think I already know a lot of who's on what side. This is how I see, overall, I'll give you a, a large macro paradigm, of course, with individual exceptions. The deep state and Democrats, deep state representing George Soros, the globalist, the Rothschild, so forth, and they want one world governance and they got to bring down America to do it. The deep state has aligned with the Democratic Party. They are committed to the destruction of institutions in the United States and philosophically they rationalize it that uh, competitiveness is bad, capitalism is bad, collectivism is good, people can't manage their own affairs, they're too stupid so they need a dictator to tell them what to do. Constitution's bad for that reason. And then they invent reasons to justify their, their treason. Um, that's the, what I see happening. The Chinese are their partners. And um, I think two-thirds of America is woefully ignorant as to what's happened. They have no idea their country's already been taken over. Uh, they don't understand they're being occupied by communists. That's how I see the overall picture, Doug. I, I don't know how that fits into how you view this, but I think our mission here is to wake up the other two-thirds so we can have numerical superiority and threaten their rule over us. Well, everything you just mentioned is is just another pillar. Uh, it, it's yeah. just more it's more things that help to prop up America. And as long as these pillars are being taken out from underneath us, our foundation will be weakened. And then when our foundation collapses, it will collapse into many different things. Uh, many different people believe America has many different ideas. And uh, if if you fracture that you'll have little fiefdoms all over the place that will easily, easily be overwhelmed militarily. Uh, if we do not stand together, we will all be hung together. Yeah. Those words haunt me. The, the words of our founding fathers, okay, now I'm kind of pissed. The words of our founding fathers are not echoes from ghosts from a bygone generation. They were the element of what created America. Now, we easily were subverted back in about the 1830s to 1840s and 50s, and America lost its way. But for a period of time, America was exceptionally free. America was exceptional. Not that we're not exceptional on the battlefield, not that men and women can't be exceptional people, but America's foundations were exceptional. We were unshakable. And we were uh, quite violent in our way of uh, defending that. Now, not so much. So those pillars that really help create America, create our individuality as a nation, have been stolen away from us from 
I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, from the Super Bowl to Dancing with the Stars to mainstream media and Facebook and every other thing that could distract you from going after and <coughs> really keeping America free. Uh, that's what they took away from us. And there is a, a you know, there's a large percentage of us who still believe in dangerous freedoms, who uh, are the true enemy to this deep state, uh, to this communist takeover, and we will be attacked for it. Now, I, I say that to say this, and I'm getting a little off topic. I get a little emotional every now and then when I talk about my country. Well, Shame. look, at you put Shame. your life on your line in multiple ways for your country. I think that entitles you to have an opinion. Well, some people would say that, but this is this is my my epic speech to everybody. We were meant to be courageous. Think of that word. God put us here to be courageous men and women, to fight for freedom, to fight against tyranny, to spread the gospel. And when we started taking God out of everything, that major pillar that kept America from falling, everything else started to crumble. What do you think the communists cannot allow? It, it, the communists, it's not that the communists can't allow Buddha or uh, you know Muslims or Hindu. They can, they can manipulate that. They can subvert that and they can challenge that. They cannot allow the name of Jesus to be spread freely within this country. The most dangerous weapon we have as Christians is the name of Jesus and the authority that Jesus has given us to tear down strongholds and to preach the truth and to win souls for the kingdom. That is what they have to come after us. That's why you're seeing the LGBTQRS pedophile agenda. That's why communism and socialism is afoot. Tyranny is afoot, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you're seeing all the pillars and foundations being torn down. Now, I will say that I hate to agree with them, but Obama may have actually told one truth. We're not a Christian nation anymore. We are made up of Christians, pockets of us here and there, who all fight for our own religious prowess. But the name of Jesus is under attack like more than we have ever seen before. We haven't even really scratched the surface yet of what an antichrist-like army and agenda from the New World Order is going to do to this country. Uh, we think that communism and the threat and terror from China is our, is our biggest foe. It's not. It's what comes whenever the world agrees to be a New World Order. With our impending war with China and with Russia and with everybody else, the outcome of that is the new world order. Um, you just said a mouthful. There's going to be an interview, folks, that you're going to hear after um, you hear this one uh, with Susan Bradford, and we've had some off-air discussions. And, um, Doug, what you're saying here parallels on a different track than what she's saying. Uh, Susan's saying that the Pope is, going, is in the process of collapsing the Christian uh, religion through the World Council of Churches. Um, and the main impetus, the trigger event, will be hundreds of billions of dollars of lawsuits from pedophile rings associated with the Vatican. They're exposed. It brings down Christianity, and then there's a world 
wide unification of religions. And the Pope has already talked about Chrislam, which was the unification of Christianity and Islam. And people I know that are Islamic, they hate the idea too, as much as uh, we in the Christian faith do. But Doug, what you just said, Susan says is already underway on an international level. Yeah, and I would agree with her. And you have to understand that the Pope does not speak for me. Now, the Pope doesn't speak really for Christians in general. This man is beyond what you would do. Not consider. even American Catholics. They pay him lip service. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. This this man is a New World Order stooge. Like, yes. I, like you could, this man was literally drawn in a comic book years ago, and then he has surfaced, right? This this guy is a joke. <laughs> he he is he's probably he's probably one of the the worst false Christians I've ever seen in my time. And I, I say I say that to say this. Your church is not Jesus. Your religion is not Jesus. They will tear down every religion. They will conquer every church. But the church of Christ, the church of Jesus, is what they cannot conquer. They cannot destroy Jesus. They cannot overcome the lion. They cannot. They, they still think he's the lamb, which is funny enough. Uh, but they think they can. And we have to eventually start tying in the political things that we're seeing with Revelation. We have to start tying in the things that we see happening now with what is foretold uh, in Revelation. These things will come. The beast system will come. The new world order will come. And it's already being constructed in facets everywhere. It just has to be assembled into one main computer. That's just an analogy. And then it can all be processed, and then it can be one complete machine, right? We're, America is playing its part. Now, what part you would say that America plays? Hey, man, I'll leave that to you. But America's playing its part. China's playing its part. Just look at what's going on within America now. I know. You can't you can't even go to Walmart and, and you know just want to walk around freely anymore cuz you got to wear a mask or you can't buy this amount of cheese anymore I know. or hey go to a gun store try and buy more than two boxes of ammo. We Doug, don't listen have to me. an ammo. Listen, store. let me interrupt you for a second. We're going to go down a path that we can't possibly complete cuz we got 30 seconds left in our show. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, but listen. This is this could have been a three-hour interview. This has been fantastic. In fact, I actually want you to text me a suggestion for a title. We've covered so many pertinent things here. I was thinking, what the hell am I going to call this? So you get to text me. You get the honor of titling this. Uh, they generally have to be on the short side. Uh, this has been fantastic, and we are going to pick up where you talked, where, where you left off here about the disenfranchising of Americans going into stores and living in society. We're going to hit that, but we're out of time. Hey. Hey, pay attention. Doug's going to be on the scene soon with the podcast, and uh, we'll be promoting the hell out of it. Hey, great stuff, my friend. Thanks for joining us here on the Doug and, Del Report, uh, Doug and Dave Report, Intel Report. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Dave. Everybody take, be safe. Take care.